Hello and welcome to the Mark War episode of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. That's right, it's episode 153. <laughs> I was going to ask that, actually. <laughs> hey! <laughs> All right, it's the Mid-Off Podcast because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man voted most likely to never scream excitedly. It's coming home, Mick, and let me introduce you to the rest of the team. <laughs> Next up is the man most likely to be compared to Hashim Amla. Welcome, David. Yeah, uh, brought a tear to my eye that inning. <laughs> <laughs> For those out of the loop, we'll talk about that in a minute. All right, so next up is the man voted most likely to donate a kidney to Dan Christian. Welcome, Alex. Yep, he's proven himself <laughs> the greatest player to ever put on the Australian jersey in TTI cricket. He might have donated some hair to him too, Alex. Um, and lastly, the man who believes the drivers should ditch the cars and get around Mount Panorama on foot with a compass in hand. Welcome, Ross. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Ross has fucking darted off somewhere. Jesus so, Christ. So we can that, Ross, yeah, good work. For the, for the uh, listener, we can see his ceiling. He's... he's Normally he, doesn't through an iPhone, so he's just placed his iPhone on the table. We can see half, is, a, half a ceiling is, fan, an air conditioning vent, and a three-coloured shed. Doing it on your iPhone is staggering enough. But <laughs> to leave just as the introductions are being done. Oh. It's piss this this well. happened last episode, too, because a child had to be put back to bed. So I'm assuming that's what's happened to him this time as well. Yeah. Uh, all righty. So um, oh, we'll start... Up. So we're going to start off with a bit of record-breaking news out of county cricket. And that's a, it comes from a recent game between uh, Hampshire um, and Surrey. So Hampshire bowled 64 maidens in a drawn match, in a drawn match even with Surrey, as that Surrey would score as Surrey would score 128 from 104.5 overs. So as we talked about in the intro, Bulls, uh, spirit animal, Sapa legend Hashim Amla will produce one of the slowest innings in the history of first-class cricket. Amla batted all day at the Rose Bowl as he would finish 37 not out. At least he got red ink, so that's all right. Not slow enough for my liking. That 37 (laughs) would come from 278 balls. Fucking hell. (laughs) So statistician Andrew Sampson, Viva Latrobe, uh, reported that the 278 balls Amla faced is the most in first-class history for a score of less than 40. How good. Jesus. So, um, yeah, I know it's... that, like, I, I personally, I cannot fucking fathom that. If I face 278 balls, I think I'd make about 378. <laughs> but, um... Obviously not in the same bracket, but they're given the reference in the intros, there was a game where I batted for 63 overs and got 47 red, I think. Um, defending outright, similar to old mate Hashim. But yeah, not quite on uh, not quite on his level. Where did you, um, on the wagon wheel ball in your innings, where was you know most of the runs scored? Uh, behind square, <laughs> on the leg <laughs> yeah. side. So my normal wagon wheel, just, just a bit slower. Yeah, but sometimes it behind, in front of square on the leg side if you're seeing it well. Yeah, yeah. if I get yeah. it early enough. Yeah. I, that's what the game where um, one of our, I don't know if he still listens, but one of our listeners, Mick Misson, got me out. Oh. He's, only, he's only A-grade wicket. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Bowling his meds. 
Yeah, so sorry, oh. I didn't make 47 red, 47, I mean. Ah, uh, yes. How dare you? <laughs> it's a bit different than my approach to defending an outright where I fucking charge the bloke and hit him back over his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, uh... question, and when he questioned me on it, said, Defend it outright, mate. We're trying to reverse this. <laughs> I was a part of that game. Very good. <laughs> the uh, Haddon method. Yeah. <laughs> Russ uh, loves a good stone wall, though. I want to know oh, Russ's opinion love... on Hamler. Yeah. Well, I just want to see how high his back lift was because I don't think he's <laughs> his back much above ankle level, just yeah. dropping back down again. Not even getting any forward momentum on it. Just just, just placing the bat in front of his front toe and just holding it still <laughs> as the bowler ran in, I'd say. I um, want... I want to know what his face was like throughout the whole innings. Was it a combo of... Because Ross used to do this when he stonewalled for as long as he lasted, usually about six to seven overs. It was a stone, emotionless face yeah. as yeah. well as stonewalling. <laughs> where everyone trying to get into him to play a shot, blah, 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 and he'd just stand there staring off over someone's shoulder with <laughs> zero expression. So I hope Abler had zero expression the whole Big time. Big gangly well. left-hander batting 11. <laughs> <laughs> no, no emotion whatsoever. Yeah, stupid shit. Yeah, mm. bloke saying stupid shit like, "Are you bored yet?" After like four <laughs> balls or something. It's like, Come on, mate. Like, just because we bat down the order doesn't mean we can't comprehend the game situation. Like, fucking hell. Emma's had plenty of practice at this. She had the old go slow in Adelaide a few years ago yeah. now. And then oh, he yes. did it again in India with Faf Duplessis <laughs> a few years later. Anyway, Mick, over to you. I was going to say that when uh, Alex is telling the story about yourself batting Ross, it did remind me of a game I played, I want to say two years ago, where we were getting, um, bet we were on the verge of being beaten. And I was out there batting with one of the older blokes. And you could see these massive black clouds <laughs> rolling <laughs> towards the cricket ground. And... Um, as, as you know, I've made light of over and over again, I'm a rather uh, slashing and debonair batsman, we'll put it that way. Um, and I'm blocking out ball after ball after ball. And there's this young bloke in covers, he's about 13 or 14, I reckon. He goes, oh, have a look at this bloke. He's just batting for the rain. And I looked at him, I go, mate, I go, we're fucking 200 runs behind with three wickets in hand. What do you think I'm fucking doing? I'm not batting for the rain. Fucking Jesus. How would I... Have, I... The way I would describe your batting for our listener would be um, sort of an Aldi version of Michael Slater. <laughs> Mum, can we get Michael Slater? No, we've got Michael Slater at home. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll take that. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I do love the uh, playing for rain at local cricket too. I also like when there's a thunderstorm rolling in and it's like, 40 kilometres away and you hear thunder so you mentioned to the umpire I mean it's been a lightning about dangerous bit dangerous dangerous, (laughs) (laughs) if I could just tell a story uh, of a rain delay I know it's sort of getting off track but um, there was at our old ground we've got a um, a a massive tree out that's when I say our old ground Michael still plays there but um, one day there was a bit of rain around, so we'd had to come off the ground. And our president at the time was a man named David. 
and he was talking to the umpire. And <laughs> as he was talking to the umpire, he'd reached behind him and was shaking the tree. So it looked like it was still raining. So the rain was falling <laughs> off the leaves. And the umpire's like, oh, yeah, it's still pissing. Yeah, we better go in. So <laughs> called the game off. <laughs> Always a sign of a successful club when you go into those tactics yep. with regarding rain, yep. I think. Yeah. If we don't have any positive things about rain, it's like, oh, yeah, we just got in time and rolled and for fact it spit before yeah, the yeah. rain came in. It's always like, come on, please, rain. <laughs> oh god! Uh, I think um, well, if, there's, if, there's a, if there's a scam to be had, our old president. <laughs> 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 I think, um, at the end of that day, Hampshire were hoping for rain, so they didn't have to keep bowling. Yeah, yeah, to the wall. Yeah. Alrighty. Speaking of uh, blocking progress and uh, <laughs> trying to come up with a scam. Next up, we're going to talk about Lord, Perth Lord Mayor Basil Zemplis and his know. refusal to contribute oh. to what, $100 million plan to build a pool and aquatic centre at the Wacker. Right. The WA Premier Mark McGowan, who's a fuckwit in his own right, is really pissed <laughs> off with Basil and is adamant that the project will go forward and the council will tip in. So, for me personally, it sounds like a couple of A-grade Perth wankers having a dick measuring contest. Yep. But, um, has anyone else have insight on, onto this um, issue? Wouldn't happen if I was still there, Mick. That put, I just want to say that first and foremost. Prince um, of Northbridge would have said That's it. That's it. <laughs> I would have written a strongly worded letter. Um, I just assume you'd be mad, Bull, and Basil wouldn't have been charged. So. A couple of things. I mean, I am a dirty, stinking renter. So, But you three own homes. I, I assume, as homeowners, you've looked into acquiring a pool at some stage. Now... A hundred million dollars for a pool? Uh, I'm not certain about that. It's just a big hole in the ground. Yeah, well, you know, I, in my point of view, anything could be a pool. You don't even need to line it with tiles hey, or anything. Just fill a, a, fill a mud hole with water. It's a pool. Done. Call it a dam and move on. Free. <laughs> in um in WA's defence, I think it's only like twenty thousand for the pool. But they got this really good water slide, and that's about ninety-five million. So it's got like lasers and lights, so it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> Roscoe, yeah, it's going to cost every household in WA thousand oh, dollars. That's right, yeah, four thousand dollars for every yeah. household. Yeah. And uh, I think it was interesting, Mick. They're going to build the pool, but it was going to be six lanes wide. <laughs> that's not a standard pool. Standard pool is eight lanes wide. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I never knew. I mean, in there they're going to build it forty-four meters too. Oh yeah, right. yeah just to fuck up. Yeah, the record times at the Wacker. That's <laughs> because <laughs> it's, it's really so bouncy pool. there. Yeah, that's right. It's a mm. fast pool. I think in their defence, they don't have a lot of world-class beaches over there to swim at, so uh, they do yeah. need a pool. And Basil Zemplis wasn't going to build it because he said it only get used by professional athletes. So oh, fair enough, I thought, why? Well, because it's at the Wacker. Oh, so it, it wasn't a public pool. They were going to build like a well, elite training centre. No, no, well, I'm pretty was... sure it's going to be like, it's just going to be a public aquatic centre built yeah. at the whack of um, oh, okay. facilities that anyone can yeah. use. Like, It's a bit weird though. Do you see the picture of it? It was like next to one of the stands. Yeah, like I did notice that. To build a pool. But, you know, but anyone can use a pool. It's like, you know, there's an aquatic centre in Albert Park. It doesn't just get used to the F1. Like, other people get to use it, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. They don't just, yeah, practice their driving in the pool. <laughs> it seemed like uh, a bit of the 
Basil's Zemplis putting his foot down about a government or public funds going into elite sporting facilities that say they're community facilities. Yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah, the community yeah. can only yeah. use them between two, two and four a.m. on a Tuesday. Mm. <laughs> yeah, similar to what Witten Oval was. Yes. Where it was like, we've got all this stuff, people could use it. Oh, have you got a toilet for the public when you put, you know, football games on it? Nah. nah there's there's porta potties <laughs> around the side if you like down the street or walk four hundred meters have a piss. Ridiculous. And, they fixed and, it now, but back in the day I'm like, <coughs> they got money because it was a community hmm. centre, yeah, hub, true. right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Join us next week when we talk about the governance of the Allen Border Field. Uh, that's <laughs> you're you're fucking frothing um. over this, aren't you, Paul? <laughs> Cricket governance, anything even slightly related, adjacent to cricket governance. Yeah, I was going to say, well, maybe um, Basil just needs to keep his nose out of it, but that's pretty hard to keep his nose out of anything when it's that fucking big. So it's really hard to take sides in this argument too, because they're both oh, dickheads. Fucking hell! Like, no so who who was a better leader, fucking Hitler or Kim Jong Un? Like, fucking hell! Yeah. Like, <laughs> the only podcast that uh, equates. Uh, two leaders in a democracy to two fascist leaders. And that's why we are the fucking best. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Any cricket going on? Um, nah, no, nothing, nothing important anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a little bit of cricket going on, so we'll move on and we'll talk a little bit about it. So speaking of A-grade wankers, mm. uh, South Africa are touring Ireland at the moment for an ODI series. So um, they are playing a three-match ODI series at the Malahide Cricket Club ground. I don't know why it couldn't just be the Malahide Cricket Ground, but anyway, it's the MCCG. So yeah. the first match um, was washed out, um, so they split the points there. Second match, third one hasn't been played yet, so the second match was finished up yesterday. Um, and in a, in a historic first for Ireland Cricket, they would beat South Africa in this ODI. So um, South has won the toss and chose to have a bowl. Uh, Ireland would make five for 290. Uh, led by their, uh, I think he was number three bat, Andrew Balburnie, who made 102. Nice. Um, so the pick of the South African bowlers, I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologise to him in advance, was Andile Falakawayo, who took two for 75. Oh. Uh, boom, 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 like a fucking whale. I think we spoke about, and I did that exact same joke many, many episodes ago. Yeah, it's a callback in the business. You're doing a good yeah. job. Yeah, thanks, mate. Don't have a running joke if you don't make it at least two times. That's uh, right. It's true. So the Sappers will get rolled for 247. Uh, Janaman Milan will get 84. I think he's related to Darwin Milan. I think they're like cousins. And if they're not, they are now because it can't be that fucking cool. Eh? <laughs> um, and the best of the Irish bowling was Andrew McBrin, who took two for 34. Man of the matches now, uh, man with the ton, Andrew Bell Burney. Nice. So, I am. Um, I'm looking yeah. to go full uh, soccer Euro 2021 final style mm-hmm. and celebrate a tentative link to my motherland and just say, fucking go <laughs> Irish. <laughs> I might get off the Aussies and just go full time on the Irish now. Oh wow! <laughs> They're on the way up, and the Aussies on the way down. Fucking yeah. mm. and They found um, a few good bats from there. Belburney actually shifted himself up from three to open as captain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm. For that uh, particular game, and uh, uh, Harry Tector impressed me last night when I was watching. Uh, young yep. batsman. 
he ended up with about 60 out of about 50 balls. So very wow. impressive. The tectonic um, plates just covered together. Mm, uh, Harry Tector or Hector to his mates. It's uh, yeah. One name. Yeah. Yep. And the, the person who I reckon who could talk underwater and win a gold medal, Niall O'Brien on commentary. That bloke just never stops talking. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, he's in the right field, isn't he? Yeah, he's Kevin O'Brien's brother. He's the wicket keeper. Back in oh, the okay. uh, nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin O'Brien's not even playing it. Don't get it. No, he runs the TV Cobb. That's why it's mm. nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a director. Yeah. 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 Uh, didn't see any of it, but well done. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, no, no. The next game's on Friday, 7.45. Oh, I'll be there. Time. Get a round it. PM. Yeah, um, yeah so well under the Irish. It's always good to see um, one of the, for lack of a better term, minnows. Even though they are a test nation, they're still considered a, you know, one of Shit. the smaller nations. <laughs> <laughs> It's always good to see them knock over one of the sides that's seen as a traditional kind of bigger team. Yep. That being said, the Sapper cricket at the moment's on its fucking knees yeah, as well. It's so, um, going it's the same it. way as Zimbabwe. Yeah, if you want to fucking play them, now's the time to line up and fucking beat them. They're going that badly at the moment. I think fucking Aussies will beat them. That's how bad it's, 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 it's fucking good to me. see too, isn't it? Fuck them. They still had Kahisa Rabada. For some reason, they'd rested Quinton de Kock. Not sure why. The best batsman and captain. Bavuma was skipper. And um, your mate your mate Shamsi was bowling. And they were the commentators were hoping for his um, old shoe off like a Maxwell smartphone celebration. Oh, God. What a wanker. <laughs> God, this is a wanker's in world cricket. Yeah, barking eye. It was one of the most unfortunate reviews I've seen of late, and it was the bloke plum in front reviewed it and they finally got round to ball tracking and it hit middle stump halfway up. <laughs> Shay <laughs> Watson style. Uh, <laughs> you got to use yeah. them or they just go to waste for us. That's right. You yeah, can't you take them with you. Well, use them. Too. Once, yeah. once you're out, you can't use them. So use them while you're in. Uh, it had lots of park cricket about it because the first two balls of the over hit Shamsy for consecutive fours. Yep. Third ball, he went for the big heave and missed Plum. it. <laughs> Plum. It's like, no way I'm Plum. I'm going to review this. Oh, no, you're Plum. Well, um, when you're the Don, you always review, right? It's just like running out. You never run out of the Don, you always review. I would like to see some stats on the bowler who's been reviewed against the most. I wonder if it's just like Zampa, who's a shit truck, and people just refuse to think that they're out to him. They're like, no way this prick got me out. No way. Reviewing it. In local cricket, it would be the bowler's average age of being reviewed would be yep. like 17 or yeah, lower because yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. like, I'm not going out to the kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Alrighty, so well done to uh, Ireland and stiff shit to South Africa. Yes, Roscoe? Yeah, sorry, the tour continues then with three T20s after the ODIs. Oh, oh, I was trying to find that online and the, the yeah. cricket... In fairness, cricket.com.au is not a great website for finding out no. that stuff. It just had the ODIs listed. It didn't have the rest of the oh, series listed, so it's a bit in the wind. Yep, they're definitely playing. They're moving up to Belfast. The Stormont ground in Belfast. Oh, okay. Home away uh, from home. Stormont. No, other home. Yep. Or it's Dunhill. So, speaking of former cricket powerhouses who are now rabble, Australia play the West Indies in a <laughs> T20 series and T20 series moment series at the moment, which will then as well turn into ODIs. Um, so there's, there's the five T20I series all being played at Darren Sammy Stadium, who uh, 
judging with some of the sixes here, must be have, must be one of the smallest stadiums in the world. Because I've never seen that many sixes go over the roof and out fuck of the stadium me. before. That, like, that curved stadium, of... I reckon I saw West Indies hit at least 13 sixes over it, I reckon. Like, the guy I don't know had a what... one-handed six out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Yeah, I saw one six that just went over the boundary and it was 64 metres. So I'm like, that's not very long, right? Nah. I think, yeah. I think was it like Eddie had 70 or 80 square. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, all righty. So the first T20I um, was, was a few days ago now. The Aussies won the toss and chose to bowl. Uh, the Windies would, get, would make six for 145. Big Andre Russell would make 51. And Noni Hazelwood would get three for 12. Uh, Stray would make 127 in reply after they were absolutely Fucking cruising yeah. with Matty Wade and Mitch Marsh just belting pricks everywhere. Um, Mitch Marsh would make his highest T20 score in his first half century at that level, making 51. Um, but it was old Obed McCoy who took four for 26 to uh, outlead the Windies to victory. Uh, they would win by 18 runs, 18 runs, and old mate Obed was man of the match. Speaking of celebrations, every West Indies player has their own individual plan out touchdown style celebration. Right? I was, it was as entertaining as it was, it was fucking infuriating. Yeah. Well. <laughs> like one does a dance, one yeah. does like some fucking weird like salute and uh, yeah. but everyone was doing something. Oh. Yeah, even taking catches at their own thing, if you took yeah. a catch you did something cool. Or, like, no reaction. It's either you do something cool or you act like you've done it 400 million times before and it means nothing to you. Yeah, I found that out. Um, yeah, so, like, uh, in the first match, if you just bowled a slow ball to the Australian lineup or maybe oh. four in and over, you'd get them out on the fourth one. Got, like, ridiculous. I mentioned this in our, like, private, like, Facebook chat we have. I've never seen so many slower ball full tosses in my entire life because I did watching these fucking games. Like, they, they, they bowl these slow balls that are like, like, a, a, it looks like the best slow as I fucking bowl. Like, it is so yeah. slow. But they also seem to be like a kind of um, knee to... to yeah, knee to calf high, just full toss. Yeah. It just fucks blokes up. And it's just, I've never seen so much. Like, you see a little bit of it in BBL, but not that extent like they bought so many of them like yeah. and their control was really good as well so mm. yeah Ross I watched a couple of hours um Obed McCoy and I thought he should change his surname to Mackay because he's bone that many slow <laughs> yeah it's like every ball and I think Finchie went out to one of those full toss slower balls he just did See it or something, it bounced off his pad, got bowled. I think that's in the second match, though. Um, yeah, I think that was in the second match. Because, yeah. yeah, he wore one in the pads that went on the stumps. And the, the commentators are going to be now as like the greatest ball ever bowled. like, can't, it could have bounced anywhere. It bounced onto the stumps off his fucking pads. But anyway, I love Finchie, so I'm going to defend him there. Yeah, true. He played some horrible fucking shots in the other games to get fucking out, but Jesus Christ. Um, so we'll move on to the second one. So the Aussies won the toss again and chose. Sorry, did you have something else again? No. Oh, I didn't. Sorry. That's why we're number one. <laughs> the Aussies won the toss, toss and decided to have a bowl again. Uh, so the West Indies are like four for 196. It was um, 
Shimron Hetmeyer would get 61. Uh, Mitch Marsh would take one for 18, which was the best of the Australian bowling. Yeah. Uh, the Aussies would make 140, 140 all out. Once again, it was the Bison, big Mitch Marsh, who made a new highest T20 high score when he would make 54 in this match. And it was Hayden Walsh, who is a uh, leggy for the West Indies, who would take three for 29. He recently, before playing for the West Indies, played for Team USA and was actually seen bowling to the Aussies in the nets um, a few years ago. So, right. um, so he's managed to get work his way up from the te- from Team USA to the West Indies. So good, good on him. So Windies win by fifty six runs. Now the match was Hetmeyer for his sixty one. Um, it was just more of the same. Australians playing bad fucking shots and going fucking out. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's we've never been good at T20 internationals, you know? no. and like it's. I don't get where like I get this isn't our best side. This is effectively it's not a second eleven. It's not fair to say that because there is a lot of blokes who are in the traditional eleven, but yeah, there is a lot of blokes, a lot of fringe guys like your Ben McDermott's and your Josh Philippe's who are in the side. That being said, these are also the guys who have been performing the best at BBL level and have been. We've been sitting here saying if you make the BBI run, you should be given a chance. And they have been given a chance. They just haven't been able to make, take advantage of it. I think um, we'll probably touch on this later, Mick. But uh, having said that, you know, England had to replace a whole squad because of COVID and come out of it pretty well. You know, yeah, they well, that's haven't it. lost a game to, you know, for five bloody weeks or whatever it is. And they've had to redo their whole side, their whole squad. So not having the depth that England currently has is infuriating because historically we've been better at that than what they've been. Yeah. So the one thing too is like just from watching some of the games that I've watched and this speaks more back to the first game. I really noticed it. Like, I know we love DC on here, but he stepped hmm. outside off and tried to like sweep everything the legs up. He wouldn't fucking hit him to save himself. Like yeah. at some point, don't you just sit, stand still and just belt the fucking suitcase out of it? Isn't that what T20 is? Standing still and belting the fuck out of it? Yeah, like, hitting through the line. Should I be. think it's there's a bit of like <clears throat> Chris Gale was shit to the last um, innings and he moved around the crease a hell of a lot. Seemed to somehow randomly pick where we were going to bowl it. That's where he decided. Like, he moved left, right, forward, back. Yeah. Moved everywhere. We just bowled a half volley to him wherever he stood. But um, I think, I'm guessing he was going, they're going to bowl wide, slow Yorkers. So I'm going to try and yeah step there. Yeah. That's what I assume. He did every ball, though. So, yeah. Uh, who knows? I thought he yeah. was pretty been pretty poor from a guy that's generally a good domestic um, performer. I think that sort of says something to the jump into... T20 eyes, um, and you know I'm the world's biggest DC fan, so for me to say that crushes my heart. But <laughs> similar thing for when um, Brad Hodge, I nearly said Hog there for some reason, he played a couple of T20 eyes, I think, in his re- 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 renaissance of uh, yeah. sorts, and he didn't do that well. I Brad Hodge coming back later didn't do that yeah. well. I mean, the you know they were dominating. Yeah, yeah, it was a dominated domestic level. When you come up, and it's just you're not that. Good at that level, yeah. if you know what I mean. I think their Chris is similar to that. Yeah, and that's a fair point as well. The other thing that we have to give a little bit of credit where credit's due is they're like the West Indies. This is the one format that actually are a pretty good and formidable side in as well. So whilst we might look at this as us going the West Indies and we're you know they're not the Windies of the eighties and we're just going to beat them up. Yeah. 
They're actually, as far as T20 eyes go, like the reason this is called Darren fucking Sammy Stadium is because these pricks won a T20 World Cup with that bloke yeah. in charge. Like, these it's pricks. not like they're this rabble of a fucking um, nation in this format. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Roscoe. Oh, they've won two with him. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, there you go. So, oh, and the way it's going this that. year, they might win fucking three. They might have yeah. four, isn't there? Like two this year or something. So. Uh, yeah, or was this year and then early yeah, next Like year. in the next 12 months, there's be. two yeah. World Cups, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. yeah, and that's a good point, Mick. They completely outplayed us in every aspect. I mean, we dropped catches as well. We fucking misfielded. We did everything poorly, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, top order's been putrid. Apart from number three is fine, but the opening pair has been putrid, which you need a big score to make a big score, yeah. if you know what I mean. The field's up, you know, mostly pace bowlers, which we're actually good at facing and bowling, and we haven't done anything there on that front. So, yeah, pretty poor effort from Australia and good effort from West Indies, I guess. Yeah, it hasn't been ideal. And there has been a third match played uh, earlier today. So that, as we spoke about, was also Darren Sammy, as all five of these are. This time, the Aussies won the toss. So, when are the tosses an issue? So, Finchie should just be, become a professional two-up player, I think. <laughs> but, um, so, Finchie's won the toss. But this time, he's gone, fuck this. I'm going to elect a bat. We're going to have a bat. We're going to turn this around. And turn it around, they did not. So, Australia uh, will get six for 141. Moises, old Mr. Spotify himself, with top score with 33. Once again, it was Hayden Walsh, the young leggy leading the uh, bowling attack for the Windies, taking two for 18. Um, West Indies would chase it um, four down. They'd make 142. It was the universe boss himself. Chris Dale would get 67 to top Winker. score for the Windies and would also make his 14,000th uh, T20 run. So that's across all T20 domestic and international. He has 14,000 runs. So it's that nuts. being said, he probably has played a bit. 14,000 T20s. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fucking games. It's like, I must be over 300. Oh, I'd have to be at yeah, least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aussies changed up, changed up the bowling a little bit and Riley Meredith took three for 48 as the best, as the pick of the Aussies. Uh, Windies would win by six wickets. Technically, it was two wickets. We didn't lose all our wickets. Everyone knows my view on that. <laughs> uh, man of the match was Chris Gale for his 67. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's where the series are at the moment. So we're down, the Aussies are down 3 0. Um, and staring down the barrel of being 5 0. And I don't know if the ODIs are going much better, to be fucking honest, but we'll see how that all uh, plays out. It's um, interesting, like, and it's a, a sample size of three and also yeah. depleted Australian lineup without our big hitters. But geez, we can't hit big. <laughs> it's like the, the contrast is stark with like, so Chris Gale or Andre Russell will mishit a short of a length delivery from a spinner for six. Like, you, they didn't get it clean, top of the bat. They just swung hard at it, goes for six. We seem to – their spinner bowl short of a length slow. Or we just can't seem to hit it anywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just – that six hitting sort of, you know, clutch six hitting, we just don't have that capability in any of the players, I feel. Yeah, well, the, from what I watched, the, the young fellow Walsh, the leggy, he – he bowls half trackers and he bowls all kinds. Yeah. Like he gives you an opportunity to yeah. fucking bowl him, but the other folks are struggling to the point where they just can't fucking get bad on him no matter what he bowls or how yeah. poorly. Like, is the pitch too slow or something? I don't know. Like it's 
because I saw one bold oh, to our opening pair. I think he bowled three half genuine half trackers in one over, and one got hit for four and two went to single to deep square leg. And it's like should be hitting them for six. You know, they're pretty. I don't know if we're just out of form or what the problem is, but yeah, yeah, Roscoe. I think I think the big issue there, Alex, is we're missing Marcus Stoinis. Mm, true. Yeah, massive issue. Like, yeah, and yeah. I, I think Warney <laughs> doesn't think he'd in enough in us either. Stay, uh, if yeah. he stayed in for say more than four or five balls, <laughs> he have a chance to hit off balls because that's, that's true. Because he's a, here, he would go into hold mode. innings longer than five balls. Yeah, and we are pretty good in our spinning stocks of bowling yum yum half volleys half the time. Like <laughs> it's just fucking hell. I, over and over again, a half volley. I'm like, what legs are you trying to bowl? Like, you're a spinner, half you're trying volley. to bowl a Yorker? <laughs> like, what's the plan? Like, I don't understand it. Like, are they, are they expecting them to come very far out of their crease? Or, it just seems just like expect, half volley after half volley. Just expect them to hole out at fucking cow corner. Again. That's oh. Eventually, you'll miss hit one of the fielder. I'll be right. <laughs> oh, I think that's the that's the plan they do for Finchie. They're just like, oh, he'll tit ass one way, mate, the distance, he'll get caught in the deep. <laughs> Elite one do eventually. So. <laughs> uh, alrighty. So speaking of T20s, we're going to touch on a subject that's near and dear to Ross's heart, and that is uh, the BBL schedule or rumored <laughs> schedule for the coming season. So word out of uh, cricket, uh, uh, cricket Australia headquarters is that the BBL is set to start earlier than ever as they look to wrap up a sixty-one game season before the end of January. Yes, Roscoe. In fact, Mick, we can we can we don't have to speculate. The fixture came out today. I don't care. I don't trust social media, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Even, I don't even believe James Sutherland really quit Cricket Australia. I don't. I think it's all. Oh, I, li- I think there's lizard people <laughs> and uh, Jolly Monts, and yep. they're controlling Cricket Australia. That's yep, the I pizza think. shop in Jolly Monts. They're yep. under the app. <laughs> oh, you've, been, you've been reading too many chapping on sub forums. <laughs> yeah, the subreddit. <laughs> Get out of there, mate. It's a cancer. <laughs> but okay, yeah, so it's going to be a 61 game season. It's going to start early. It's going to wrap up before the end of January. Uh, the season expected to begin the first weekend of December, or, or will begin the first week in December, and will finish inside the school holidays. Uh, for the first time in five years. Wow. So uh, it's also been reported the BBL final will be held just days before the ODI series against New Zealand, which is set to start on the 30th of Jan. So this means that Australia's white ball players, such as Finchie, the big show Glenn Maxwell uh, and Mark Stoinis, should be available for the entire BBL season, and Where guessing they want unless they play Test, which those three blokes are about as cl- close to Test cricket as any fucking four <laughs> blokes are. So, um, yeah, so that'll be good for the BBL. They'll have most of their big stars for the entire tournament, so that'll be good. Um, now, there's also reports that they're going to look to do more of what they like to call mega days, where the days where you'll have a BBL double header. After a day of test cricket. So you'll have, so the biggest rated, apparently the biggest rating, um, television rating day last year during the BBL was Boxing Day test into that night's BBL cricket was the biggest ratings they got. So they're looking to do a bit more of that with the day tests. So um, we're going to get a few more double headers. 
based around that, which means you're guessing you're going to get a game in Melbourne and a game in Perth is the only way that's really going to fucking work. But we'll see how that all goes. So the only thing that was, which has, they were looking to introduce for the BBL this year, which unfortunately had to be scrapped, there was talk of doing a draft for international players similar to what the IPL well, Obgate does an auction, but you know, but similarly, instead of just you going out and buying guys, there's actually a draft and there's a pool of talent, and then you take out of the draft. Unfortunately, that's been put on the back burner due to COVID travel restrictions and Australia's slow vaccine rollout, as the um, article mentioned. So, um, we'll see. So, that bloke got a little bit political on the cricket game side, but good for him. But, um, but, yeah, so basically the main reason being is because of we haven't done our vaccine rollout as quickly as some of the other nations have, um, similar to what happened to the F1 is that the players are basically refusing to come here because they don't want to do two-week quarantine, which is what killed the Grand Prix in Melbourne because the drivers are prima donnas and fucking wouldn't sit in the hotel room and the government wouldn't let them fucking work around it. Um, but, yeah, that's another topic for another day. So the present plan at the moment for the BBL teams is pretty much to target the English and Afghanistani players because they will already be here because they are who we are playing in the yep. this summer. So, yeah, so so that's what we're looking at for the BBL. So the talk, which has been Ross's bugbear, and he'll probably talk about this more in a second, is that we're going to knock off the season within the holidays, when, which is BBL realistically is the main thing with BBL is the TV ratings and get families and kids at the cricket and watching the cricket. So from that point of view, it makes sense and it also opens it up for the white ball players. So what do we think, boys? Love you, Ross. You're the scheduling man. Tell us what you think, buddy. Yeah, well, interesting. It is starting on the weekend of the first weekend in December, which is straight after the Afghanistan test in the in the weekend between the first Ashes test and the Afghanistan test. Now, what day of the weekend do you think the BBL would start on? Oh, Sunday. <laughs> yes, Nick. Yes, <laughs> I think that's weird. Usually they've run it. <laughs> Yeah, usually they'd run it straight off the back of the test. So the test finished on the Wednesday, BBL started on the Thursday night. Yeah, um, or even like, Friday night. Like, you yeah, know. well, Friday night. Yeah, I don't get why it's starting on a Sunday. Seems like the worst day of the week to start it on. Yeah. But obviously it'd be to do with TV. Probably they can't have it on the Friday because that's the home and away finale. On yeah. Tennis. That's when you find out yeah. who's in Alf's rape dungeon. That's, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that's when the diner burns down again. That's <laughs> <laughs> so the big hoo-ha episode. So can't have it then. Perhaps that it. But then also can't have it um, Saturday because um, all the for some reason Channel Seven don't want um, and they haven't done since they've had the rights to it. They don't do BBL on Saturday. Do they, they do horse racing at the same time? No, uh, no. They leave Saturdays to, to Fox Carnival. No, it's December by then. So yeah. I don't understand. No, but anyway, Sunday night is the highest rating TV night of the week. And then it goes down yeah. across the week from there with Saturday being the lowest rating. So maybe that's why. Start People on the are out getting Sunday pissed, night. that's why. Sunday, you're just sitting there living their the lives. You have to work, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. getting square eyes watching the telly ball out there walking <laughs> through parks. <laughs> Yeah, well, like I said, if it is stalking like, people, the BBL is a t- the BBL is a TV product. So if Sundays are the best rated, it's not surprising that's when the kickoff's going to be. So have yep. they signed um, Pitbull or Jarul to play the <laughs> ceremony? 
I think it's a, that's a COVID issue, Mick. Uh, oh, yeah. The slow vaccine rollout. Well, yeah. Did they do it, it in Russell the... Robinson and Shannon Noel? <laughs> 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 I think Vanessa <laughs> Amorosti has been contacted. Didn't they do the... Veronica's a playing, I think. Didn't they do the IPL opening ceremony in a different country than what the actual thing was taking place in? That does sound correct, actually. Yeah, so, in Dubai or something. Maybe they'll get people into New Zealand and he could do it there and then <laughs> we'll do the cricket over here. Mick, you mentioned the article about um, the the slow vaccine rollout affecting the cricket, and it was slightly political. That was Martin Smith who wrote that article. I just have a question mm. for you. I wonder what he thinks about local councils and hundred million dollar pools. Oh, I reckon yeah. he's got some pretty fucking <laughs> intense opinions on that as well. <laughs> I reckon he might fall in the Basil Zemplis camp between yeah. you and I as well. <laughs> Is that Martin Smith the one? Who's got a Twitter handle at Martin Smith triple nine four? Don Bradman, yes, the one and the same. Yep, Christ, he's pitry. He's sort of like got a uh, like a ten day growth on his face and a bit baldy on top. Jesus, uh, is he me or like? <laughs> no, it's a different picture now. It's him oh. uh, interviewing. It looks like uh, Viv Richards. Oh wow, uh, right. disappointing. I know he's the doubly man with the baldy head. Triple nine four is better than underscore sixty nine. So, hey, chomp, I mean, chomp. Give him that. I suppose I would have thought that one hundred and fifty three with an asterisk next to it was the best one. Yeah, that's it. Fantastic. Yes. Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah. I'll call Twitter today, actually. Right now. <laughs> yeah, call. Yeah, all Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Twitter Club. <laughs> uh, all righty, so we've still got a bit of time in the holster. So we'll have a quick talk yeah. about the England Pakistan. Yes, Roscoe. Oh, yeah, England, Pakistan. I was going to say WBBL's on as well. That that schedule came out after the... Oh, I missed that. I apologise. I did not. No, that's all right. Yeah. See, one of the things we love on this um, program, uh, program, show... <laughs> program. No! <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's it. Um, speculation. Speculation. Oh. Yeah, so you can have speculation on the makeup of a Test 11, but that's sort of passe because lots of people are interested in that. You can have speculation on fixtures, and that's more interesting because way less people are interested in it. <laughs> and then you know you're on to something when the organisation that puts out the fixtures, one yep. or two days before they put out the fixtures, they have yep. an article speculating that they're going to publish the next day. And we saw that with the WBBL and we saw that with the BBL. <laughs> Very weird thing. How do you speculate on something that you know what the answer yeah. is? Yeah, it is Not a very unusual um, <laughs> fucking way to go about the business. The cricket, it's a bit like how like AFL.com, like mm. their website's meant to be like, oh, we're, you know, we're proper journalists and we're independent of the AFL. Completely like, independent. It's like the state uh, coroner, Mick. Yeah. Completely <laughs> independent. You know, no one, Not the no one. police, but not the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> be like us saying yeah, that our so fucking Twitter's um, independent of my horrible humour. I write fucking half the tweets. Of course it's fucking ah, not independent. Nearly all of them, I would say. <laughs> um, speaking yes. of BBL, uh, congratulations to the only my cricket player to have a, to have a Queensland um, Premier Cricket ton and a Wimbledon title. Well done to Ash Barty. Good on you, Ash Barty. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
and thinking the first, the first, first person in nearly 100 years to win Wimbledon wearing a baseball style cap, I believe, as well. Oh, so well done. It, baseball also, style, not just yeah. a baseball cap. Huge, if true. Uh, one styled on the baseball <laughs> cap. Okay, because interesting. The cap she was wearing isn't actually worn in baseball, but it is of the manufacturer's yeah, okay. design. Yeah. Right. Currently, or, baseball hat. A reasonable facsimile of. And so it fell into the reasonable facsimile thereof category, yep. of which there hadn't been a previous winner wear something like that yep. for 82 years. Right. And the Guinness Our Book, of, and the Guinness Book mm. of Records just come out with the plaque after she got the plate. That's it. That yeah. was a Here you go. Award. Here's your thing for your cap. <laughs> yeah. And it was actually also the first time in 137 years that the winner had uh, celebrated by sitting down in a wicker chair rather than a ah. chair. Oh, shit, it's interesting. That's a very, very interesting point. I probably should put that in a quiz in the future or something. Yeah, intriguing, I'd say. Not just interesting, intriguing. <laughs> uh, one uh, final thought, Nick, from me on the WBBA. Yeah. Uh, so their schedule came out. starts the 14th of October, runs through to the Saturday of the Afghanistan Test, which okay, is uh, yep. November okay. 27th the first day of the Afghanistan test. So then it'll be on that night, the final, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Uh, they're still refusing to go down the final four system of, you know, first versus second and that. So we still have WBBL having one versus four, two versus three. Yep. yep. And WBBL having their convoluted final five, yet it's <laughs> still really pig-headed, isn't it? I can't see yeah. that. Oh, what everyone says you should do, have one versus two, three versus four. No, not doing it. Still not doing it. Nah, no, we, not doing we do what we want. Yeah. It's starting there. When I've, I've sat in my McIntyre Final Four diary and I've just updated <laughs> They're still not doing it. <laughs> um, the other big news that came out of the WBB, well, lots final, of squad final changes. Thought. Yeah, lots of squad changes going on. But probably the biggest news that I've heard this week is not everyone will know this guy, Matt Fife, but he played his uh, 200th AFL game for Fremantle during the week. And yep. in the change rooms to congratulate him was Australia's own Elise Perry. Superstar. Mm. Okay. So watch this space on Are that we one. we the fucking right? Daily I'll be, Mail now. I'll be watching <laughs> the... Um, Herald Sun confidential pages to keep you all up to date with what's happening on that. Do you reckon they'll be spotted out at a gala event soon, Ross? I think Cottesloe Beach might be the next thing, or maybe um, breakfast in one of David's hangouts. There you go. Yeah. Maybe just driving a road train across the Nullarbor. (laughs) Checking out the Great Australian Bite. Spotted. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Fife and Elise Perry checking the Great Australian Bite. (laughs) So you heard it here first. Elise Perry is going to be signing with the Perth Scorchers at this coming BBL. Ross has dropped the news here. So, um, yeah, bombs unlucky yeah. to Victoria and his mm. stars, I think she was at. So, that's that's unlucky. Stars, <laughs> I think, yeah. Poor old stars. Doesn't she know we have a it's whole heap of mean... players here? She doesn't have to go and find one in Perth. We have a whole heap here. So yeah, she can yeah, stay yeah. here in Victoria and play yeah, for us. Fucking hell. Nat Fife's a weird looking bloke. Before we move on, Nat Fife is a weird <laughs> Before we move on. <laughs> he's weird. Final thought from me on Matt Fife. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Matt Fife too. Matthew Fife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nat Fife. For those playing at home, Nat Fife is so weird looking. He could play test cricket for England. 
That's our fucking weird looking. <laughs> and he, yeah, he, he's not quite as horrific to play domestic cricket for Australia, though. No, but, yeah, but he, he can, can play test cricket for England. He couldn't play state cricket for Victoria. He's too good looking for that. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Not he, he's yeah, not he deformed could... enough or horrific yeah. in the face <laughs> area. Him... He's, no, he's no Travis Dane. Yeah. <laughs> I'd put him just half a rung above um, old mate Overton, who I saw the other day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, speaking of uh, England and weird blokes live there, England are playing Pakistan in an ODI series at present. Um, so the first ODI was at Sophia Gardens in Cardiff. Uh, the, the Englishman won the toss and elected to have a bowl. So they would roll the Pakistanis for 141. Let me just go back. These are ODIs, not yeah. T20s. <laughs> ODIs. Uh, so Fakazaman would make 47. Um, and it was Shakib Mahmood who would take four for 42 for England. Uh, England would chase the score down one down, one for 142. So they would win by nine wickets. And it is winning by nine wickets because they rolled back. <laughs> Legit nine wickets. So uh, Darwood Milan would follow in his cousin's footsteps. He'd make 68, not out. And Shaheen Afridi would take the sole wicket for Pakistan, taking <sighs> one for 22. So, old mate Mahmood was man of the match. So, yeah, it's uh, not looking good if you're Pakistan, if you're a Pakistan player at the moment, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, that was the COVID-affected team where they rolled out. To Ben Stokes came back, and there's a so couple of was other. Was it all of these ODIs? Was it just the final one yep. that's the COVID? It's uh, all, all of them. All okay. three. Yep. All three. So they rolled out a few young blokes and then they, they went the other way. With, like the wicketkeeper was a 32-year-old debutante from uh, Middlesex, I think. Uh, my so favourite six. A few young blokes. <laughs> and then a few um, old hands to steady the ship. And it did them well because they, they um, kept the momentum going into the second ODI. Did, um, did, did Ross's mate in the over 40s, 11, get a gig? He's so fucking good at cricket. I think he did. Steve Finn. No sign of Steve Finn, who's only 32. I think he was too or, young. Or bewitching Steve Darren Finn. Stevens. That, what's that Darren yeah. Stevens? Yeah. The bald-headed prick, yeah, Steve. Oh. No, yeah. He's going to play the Ashes because he got um, Martis out twice. He's going to play every game fucking yeah. ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's never going to retire. Never. 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 1v1 and Virat Kohli and the, the cricket. Cricket X or whatever it was in Abu Dhabi that we watched yeah. Kevin Peterson play. Fuck, that was team. bad. That oh, um, so we'll move. So we'll move on to the second ODI, which is played at Lords. Yeah, you know, there's a slope at Lords. Oh shit! Um, what? Why so, would you build a cricket ground with a slope on it? Surely it'd so be the level. COVID rolls off. So ah, yeah. there you go. So uh, Pakistan won the toss here and elected to have a bowl, thinking that might turn their fortunes around. Did yeah. not. England would make 247 not out. It was uh, Mr. Salt and Pepper himself. Phil Salt would get 60. And it was Hassan Ali taking five for 51 for Pakistan. Um, Pakistan would get rolled for 195. Um, Shaquille would make 56. I think that's Shaquille O'Neal. Um, so big bombs, big levers. So he's a long six. Um, <laughs> One-handed. <laughs> The best of the bowling for the Englishman was Lewis Gregory took three for 44. Will win by 52 runs. The man of the match on the cricket. Yes, Alex? Lewis Gregory. 
Yes. That's Man a fucking shit name. That is a shit name. Actually, you know what? He's got his Where's name's it? back in the front because it's spelt Lewis with a W, which is traditionally a surname. Ooh. So his names are back in the front. He doesn't That's even have two first names. Trust him even less than a person yeah. with two first names. So the cricket.com.au had him as man of the match for his three for 44. We do it. We do things our own way around it. Your cricket. I'm sorry, but that cunt took five. I don't care. They lost it. Five, but Asana Lee, five for fifty-one. You're a man of the match, my friend. Yeah, um, the real man of the match. Yeah. So uh, from there for the third RDO, we moved to Edgbaston. Um, so this one, the Pakistani boys were a little bit better. So England won the toss and elected bowl, and must have been thinking, well, fuck me after fifty overs. This Pakistan made nine for three hundred and thirty-one. Mm. Babar Azam would make 158. Um, pick of the English bowl, bowling was uh, Bry- Bryden Cast, who took five for 61. Um, South African. South African, okay. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> I wonder South Africa can't beat Ireland. All their players are playing for fucking England. Um, so, <laughs> in reply, the Englishmen would chase down the Pakistan total seven wickets down. They would get 332. James Vince, old old plain white rice himself. James yeah. Vince would make hundred and two, um, and Harris Rolfe for Pakistan would make would take four for sixty five. Harris Rolfe, yeah. Rolfe Harris, no R A U F. Thought he's Rolf. in jail that bloke. Yeah. Oh, right. Lewis Gregor turned the game for him. Mick. He made like seventy seven or sixty balls. Uh, mate, you don't make the high score. I don't care, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I try not to put too many scores in there because you love fucking. Like, all I do is read out fucking numbers. Yeah. <laughs> put a bit of bloody sauce on it, Ross. Yeah. Let yeah, the man the be fuck creative. Up, fucking hell. So, um, England would win by three wickets, but we all know it's really two wickets. Um, yep. Man of the match, once again, according to Cricket Australia, was fucking James Vince because he made 100. But I'm sorry, Babo's arm for me, 158. That's your man of the match. <laughs> um. We're all about big scores and who takes the most wickets. That's what's more important. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. The dream is mm. making a ton and making 158 and losing. That's a fucking dream right there. My word everyone, it is. Everyone else is in the wrong set for you. You did what you fucking did to win. <laughs> Am I the only one who's made 100 in a losing game here? You would have won all uh, yours, You've never made a ton. Yeah. You would have yeah, won all made 100 with the ball in a losing <laughs> That was three times I made my tons for everyone playing at home. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was talking over that. Losing side. That's the closest I've gone. So, yeah. yeah, like Ross said, I've scored 100 with the ball probably a couple of times <laughs> on a losing side. The one at Cobras, yeah, five for 120 or something. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. And then we got rolled for 36 in reply to 300 and something. <laughs> oh, sorry, I brought it up. And then they and then they and everyone was like fingers crossed in the change rooms and their skipper comes in and goes, Yeah, that'll do us lads. Oh thank fuck for that. <laughs> <laughs> to go out and get rolled for forty or try to defend it outright with, you know, sixty overs in the day left. Uh anyway. Oh, all righty. Yeah. So um that, like that is me done for all my prepared comments. Um so off. from there we will we'll move over. Dave, I hear you've got a bit of info for us you'd like to uh, share Ooh, with the nation. Bit of Dave Sizzle. Just a few things we've learnt from the episode that we've just had. Um, Ross, you touched on the BBL fixture. I've now posted that on our Facebook page. Oh, oh good man. Great. Mick, on the mega days, there's eight mega days. Uh, two of those are on a Saturday, so unlucky my liver. Um, Alex, <laughs> yeah. you mentioned Brad Hodges' renaissance in 
yeah, I'm fully expecting to be proven wrong right no, now. <laughs> played played 15 of them. Yep. Had a higher score of 36 and an average of 26.14. So I think you're on okay. the money there. Did take Consistent. a wicket though. Consistent. Yeah. Mick, you asked how many T20 matches Chris Gale has played. Uh, over the journey, he's played 431 T20 Ooh. games. That's a lot. He's Jesus. got a career strike rate of 146 in those 400. That is good games. going. That is Mick. good going. 2,200. Do you know how many separate teams he's played for? Uh, 15. Oh, I was going to say 15 too. What did you say, Ross? 100. Uh, not quite 100. <laughs> 35 separate teams, Chris. 35? That's like all to, the teams. Yeah, according to Crick Info. Um, yeah. Like this includes Western Australia and some other games. Um, yeah. So yeah. First class teams. Yeah, yeah. Seven in Australia. How many? Like 11 in India. There's four in. Eight IPL teams. Oh, there you go. We probably like it'd be like eighty percent of all the teams that have ever had a domestic, or maybe not. Did he play in England? I don't. He probably has Nearly all of them. Yeah, um, yeah. Ross, yeah. you were discussing Ash Barty wearing a baseball-style cap. According to Wikipedia, a baseball cap is a type of soft cap with a rounded <laughs> crown and a stiff bill projecting in the front. So they don't have to worry stiff. any longer. <laughs> 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 You brought up the BBL finals. <laughs> Do you remember the name of the games that they had? Oh, the Eliminator and the Qualifier and the Challenger and the Truck Final. I don't yep, the, <gasps> big the Knockout and the Final. Oh. Um, okay. Finally, oh, Mick, Jesus. you brought up a man called Bryden Cass, and I didn't know him either, so I clicked on his name on the Cricket Australia website, and I got a 404 page not found error. So, <laughs> so that's how well old Bryden's going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you haven't made it right. you, get a, you get a profile on this TA app because they're oh, very right. selective on <laughs> the yeah. Not even oh, a, some Australian that. cricketers don't even fucking have one. Yeah. No. Oh. At least Terry, yep, he made it. Yeah. Someone else in Surely the fucking team Cricket Australia can get like a fucking intern or some like first year at uni to go <laughs> put together like profiles for these blokes. Here you go, fucking go do something. Uh, but they're not they heavy profiles. Better system for the Mick. Get that person to scrape the data off using a data scraper <laughs> from Cricket Australia. From Cricket Australia, yeah. <laughs> feeds the data across to this PA yeah, yeah. app. Oh. Just write a piece of code that does that. Yep. And then do a name search and. <laughs> anyway, that's what we learned. Oh, uh, so who says, who says our podcast is an educational? Plenty <laughs> learn all around. Oh, all righty, so that is us just about done for another episode of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Do we have any final thoughts, lads? <laughs> no, no, Ross is still chucking the front like you, Ross. Just a final thought from me. Um, the, uh, the ODI Super League is uh, surprisingly really good. We're seeing teams like South Africa go and play Ireland for three yeah. ODIs. We yeah. saw um, Ireland versus um, Netherlands earlier. It's actually working, and that was a bit of a James Sutherland um, idea, along with others, I think, to get that going. And it also means that all ODI series are three games long, which is perfect, yes. I think. Yeah. Uh, no, unfortunately, that's good. opened the door for 
the new nemesis being the five-game T20i series. Yeah, which has seemed to replace the meaningless five-fucking ODI series. <laughs> mm, or the seven-game ODI series. Oh, God. Anyway, the fuck. next hope is that they bring in a, a T20i Super League and bring them down to three. Yeah. That would be a good idea. Brevity. We love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's about us done. There's a lot of uh, shenanigans around the 100 that we'll talk about on the next episode. Ooh, maybe. They're just going Eight out of their way. Eight days away, Mick. They're just going Eight out of their days. way to ruin cricket. And we'll fucking, <laughs> that's the sizzle you'll hear about for next fucking episode. I'll give you a white card for that comment, Mick. All righty. This podcast isn't over. It's five, oh. by the way. Five. That's <laughs> five. <Yeah>. Take five. <laughs> Five. Back in five. <laughs> All righty. And with that, uh, that's us done here. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And as Jim Cornette would say, thank you, fuck you, bye-bye, everybody. Dude, you're a dickhead. Five. You're a dickhead. <laughs> See you in five. <laughs>